In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello and welcome to the Mischief Makers podcast. I'm Charlie Russell and today I have the joy of speaking to Fred Gray, actor, director, dad, all-time great person. Hello. Hello. Oh, this is so exciting. Um, Okay, now we'll start with telling the listeners a little bit about you. Um, Currently, you are the associate director on Peter Pan Goes Wrong. That's right? Yes. Brilliant. But let's go back to the Fred Gray origin story because it's pretty cool. Um, You went to RADA? Went to RADA. With? With the one and only Harry Kershaw. He is the one and only. He really is. He's the best. Um, And you met him there? I met him there. Um, we got on like a house on fire. And the way that I got into mischief, um, which was nine, ten years ago now, which is madness. It was, well, the first thing you did was the, Peter the, Pan Peter with Pan, us? Peter Pan. No, it was the Peter Pan tour, the UK tour. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I think you guys, um, obviously you did it at the at the Pleasance. We'd done the Pleasance in 2013. I remember I went to see it. Um, and... I lost my mind. I went to see it to, to to see Harry in this show called Peter Pan Goes Wrong, and I remember um, sitting there just being like, I've never, seen, I hadn't seen Play That Goes Wrong. I didn't really know anything about mischief at the time, um, and I remember the bed the bed drops. Mm-hmm. Like I was crying. I was absolutely <laughs> beside myself, and I was. I said to Harry afterwards, I need to do this. Like I need to be in this. It's the first thing I'd seen for for ages. Where I was like, I need to somehow be involved in this show, um, wow. and maybe Harry held on to that because then maybe six months later um you guys said to each other that you could bring in two people each to audition for the show for the uk tour and um and i was one of harry's picks Mm. to come in and audition um and i got the understudy and that was a big thing because i was like oh I've never understudied before, didn't know what that was, mm-hmm. um, but I was so keen to be involved and uh, obviously like one of the like the best decisions in terms of my career that I've ever made because of, yeah. of the sort of step that went from then. Um, and did that for nine months, uh, flew Peter Pan, it's part of my job. Oh, you were part of the flying yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavily dyspraxic, so really bad. <laughs> bad role for me to do <laughs> i remember there was um oh perfect i was i was flying with a guy called adrian and we had like a, a flying system where we had l- like marks on the stage that but we did flags with uh, lx tape so uh-huh. it was like we had like uh, five guys we had uh, nigeria we had colombia and they would mark like using lx different colors of x LX right tape. and then um so if, you, if those two flags matched up on your, your two ropes that was the right point of the, so you'd be like okay go to Colum- and i remember on the Columbia. second the second show I just flew Peter Pan off, just off. Off stage. stage. And I just had Adrian shouting at me in the darkness, go to Nigeria, <laughs> which is obviously a really weird, what a strange... it's a really weird moment. Because um, when does that, when does a man shout at you in the dark, go to Nigeria? But that um, is a thing that happens, I think, in theatre where people don't, we come up with these words and phrases because sometimes, particularly with um, the Goes Wrong shows, we can't necessarily use the phrases you might use right. because of our meta, the meta level of it. Yeah. So you can't say, 
stop the revolve, stop the show. <laughs> yes. Because, well, you do, and people have to not listen to that. Yeah. So we have to create these kind of commands that are slightly obscure. Because cabbage. then, cabbage, for example. And then that means we know, um, we know actually that yeah. it's not improv and it's not within the story exactly. of the, the production. And I mean, I knew exactly what he meant by go to Nigeria. Yeah. I just couldn't find the two Nigerian flags next to each other. Um, so it took a while for him to come back. Uh, in view of the audience, it was fine. Anyway, so then, um, so I did that for nine <laughs> months, no and then I did a, another show in Edinburgh Festival where I met my my wife, um, Jamie Burkett. Oh. Um, did a show called Saucy Jack and the Space Vixens. Um, Which, who was the original Saucy Jack? Adam Megiddo. Adam Megiddo, who is the director of Peter Van Goes Wrong. Yeah, like, and I only realised this maybe four years later. Wow, really? You didn't know? Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. Had no clue. So you'd already worked um, with Adam, then you worked with Adam, and yeah. And then and then it was just like, and they obviously had to bring down the song because uh, Adam can hit notes that I can't. Uh, that's a thing that happened. I mean, I'm not a singer. I'm not a singer. You got a lovely um, voice. It's okay. It's passable. I went into the I went to the, the the first day of rehearsals for that, and I was like, I am out of my depth. <laughs> um, and uh, but then I did that, and then and then Christmas was was working with you guys coming back. They said Do you want to come back and understudy. Obviously, again, yeah. pride the then Apollo, yeah. pride then kicked in again. I was like, oh, I would have hoped to be bumped up, but why would I think that when it was you guys uh, thinking that I could usurp? Um, well, it was a bit of a decision. I was like, yeah. But then I thought, you know, because I hadn't been seen by anyone. Um, because you're out on tour, you're around the country, and you go on every now and again. Um, I was like, no, I'm going to treat this as a as a sort of three month long audition. Mm. And then I was doing the show, and it was around the time Bank Robbery was going up, mm. and Chris Lees was was playing uh, Trevor in the play that goes wrong. That's right. But then and he'd moved to Peter Pan Goes that, Wrong in the West End. That's right. And then he moved. So then they moved him from Play That Goes Wrong into Bank Robbery, which meant there was a Trevor spaced hole in Play That Goes Wrong, and they. Uh, Jono and Henry brought me into their dressing room and said, do you want to go over to Play That Goes Wrong? <gasps> so the the sort of um, the audition process worked. It, it was did. long and it was hard. And then I was in Play That Goes Wrong for two and a half years. Yeah, because you did that, you finished that run with them, but then you stayed for another year, basically. That's it. So I finished, finished that contract and I did Trevor for another year and then I extended again, but not as Trevor. I went to play Jonathan. That's right. Yes. That's right. And so you've actually done a couple of roles in Play That Goes Wrong. Um, but how did you start doing directing with Pan? Directing with Pan. So, because I'd spent so long with Play That Goes Wrong, um, uh, when Mark Bell moved on, um, I, there was an associate director's position. Mm. And uh, I'd obviously played, been in it for two and a half years. And so I, and I'd done some directing. I had a theatre company in Glasgow before I went to drama school. Um, and I was just, I was like, I'm going to go for this. Mm. So I went in to interview for the position. Um, and it went very well, but I didn't get that job. And then Adam Megiddo was going to uh, Australia and New Zealand, and he said he wants with to bring Peter Pan. with Peter Pan, and he he wanted to bring someone with him. And they said on the strength of Fred's interview, um, why don't you bring Fred? Oh, and, and because you knew the show as well, so that's even better. Exactly. So I went and and joined Adam in New Zealand on this show as a as an associate director, very much learning learning the show from that perspective. Um, and that was five years ago, six years ago. Um, you two have been working together ever working since. together ever since and it's uh, you know the dream is working together like actually in the room together but we've done we've definitely worked separately so done, I've done productions in in Italy and Canada um, uh, obviously Australia New Zealand we did the UK tour together um, but the, the, they were by my I would go out w without Adam mm. um, but I, the way it works is in terms of being an associate director is that I, Adam will always be the director I yeah, never, I would never get that correct, regardless of whether I do it. But like for this UK tour, you're um, staging it. Adam wasn't it involved in the casting or the or the rehearsals, but he will always be um, the the director because I'm staging his show. That's right. So actually, this brings me on to a question because a few people have asked me who um, are maybe not in the industry. Oh, so what is an associate director, and what's the difference, and what and why aren't you called the director if you directed that production? And I I suppose I would say like a director is is called a creative with a capital C when they come into a production at its um, inception or it's how it begins. And so they get the credit for the original production. Yeah. And they will always get that because associates don't reimagine the show no. unless there's a literally, it's not even a replica production. You know, sometimes you have plays where they've existed for years and years and years, uh, like a, a Shakespeare play. And then obviously the director 
who does it next is now just the director of that. It's not like every director since Shakespeare <laughs> no. has been associated. No. So now it, it help us all understand uh, the role of an associate director. Well, to be honest, my, my 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 understanding of it is only through my experience of it. I don't mm-hmm. I don't actually I don't know the world of an associate director because I've directed shows by myself before, um, and obviously that that speaks for itself directing it from like staging it for the first time etc etc but i've only really been an associate for mischief and for right. adam so so that might be different from it might be a different. more yeah. standard associate position yeah anyway. and i think it, i think it depends i imagine it it depends from 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 play to play and role to role in terms of, adam's always been very very good at giving me a lot of responsibility oh that's um nice. in australia new zealand it was it was very i i said can i just sit and watch you and i uh, like i I respect Adam so much and I like I learned so much uh, work, working with him and just sort of sitting back and then as the production went on through the weeks he said Fred you do this you do this mm-hmm. you get up and do this and um, we developed such a wonderful uh, relationship where um, I basically agree with him about everything so it's not like <laughs> I think uh, with with other shows and talking to other actors sometimes there's a there's a difference between the, what the associate says and the, what the director says and it's mm. that can be quite confusing um, and that's never really been the case no. with me and Adam. If I, I will obviously disagree with some decisions and say, oh, this moment I think maybe worked. And, and he will agree with me or he won't. Yeah, um, can have a conversation he, about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, he's got a classic thing, which he, he actually says to um, actors, but he uses it on me as well, which is um, if, he, <laughs> if he doesn't agree with you, he goes, um, that's really interesting. Get back to me on that. Yeah. Always. And And because I know that that's what he does with actors and he tells me that's what he does, um, it's when really he does, interesting. Come back to me on that. Well, yeah, when he does it to me, I'm like Adam. You've told me your code. <laughs> <laughs> I know that that means you've told you me the code now. Uh, I've told everyone the code. You told everyone the code. Oh, you might have to edit this out. <laughs> oh, no. Anyone who ever works with Adam McGee again now can learn the code. He owns. He he owns it though. He's uh, people people know because they he never does. Then no one ever comes back to him on that. Well, that's the thing. I think to be fair to Adam, if you if you really do disagree with him, like if you've got something you want to talk to him about, he is actually open to hearing Absolutely. it. Absolutely, and he's open to having his mind changed. When he's saying that, that's not I'm shutting you out. Absolutely, but that's I don't want to have this conversation right now exactly. in this room whilst we're trying to put on a show, yeah. Yeah. which is totally valid. Yeah, um, um, and so but I usually think... he is right, which is yeah. obviously deeply yeah. frustrating well not sometimes <laughs> but usually great because if he's right then absolutely he's the right thing if he's right it's just like yeah and um and so um you know when i when i went out to italy uh to do it when i went out to canada to do it obviously i didn't have adam by my side mm-hmm. um but i just i just know i just know the show and also because i'd been in the show for nine months understudying and i understudied five of the parts um I sort of know it from an actor's perspective. So Adam will be doing the sort of big picture mm-hmm. stuff and then I'll just sort of go on stage and whisper, it's better if you use your left hand there because of this. You know, it's like the little little nitty gritty details of actually performing the parts. Also, you know, like characters like, um, well, all of them, but I mean specifically a character like Max, for example, um, three, four weeks into rehearsal can become very... Uh, confusing because you don't have any laughs anymore you don't have nothing you don't have anything to feed off and you know max's fuel is the audience and and uh to not have the audience there it's like i can i can then talk to them about that uh process and make them understand mm. that it's all going to come along it's all going to be fine yeah um so performing it is a huge uh in it is, is a is, is a massive uh advantage and uh, me and adam just work so well together that's really really nice and, that, and i know from my friends who are directors and who have been associates that that's not always the case and you just deal with it. You just yeah. keep going. I know that my um, housemate, friend and director, Katie Ann McDonough, would uh, also, she finds that when she's doing associate work, she does a lot of the getting read, getting the understudies ready. Sure. Yes. That's yes, a of course. big responsibility, yeah, that was, right? That was in uh, in the last the last UK tour. That was my main, that was my main job. And I was contracted to see the show uh, every two, once the rehearsals were done, Adam was done. Yeah, um, and then it was me on the you know every two weeks watching the show, noting quality the show control, and and covering the understudies. And there has to be two two uh, covers for each part. And obviously, with with like a tour schedule and, and things, it's very very tough to, to because of how technical the show is as well, and also potentially dangerous. Um, the show could be. Um, it just takes a while. It just takes a lot longer. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. I mean, yeah. That, you know, as we as you've just said yourself, associate roles may differ. Uh, from show to show, but this has been your experience. And um, 
But also, you did just mention that you have obviously understudied on the show mm. um, and been in the show. And in fact, on Broadway this year, when we went, uh, Peter Pan Goes Wrong went to New York this year. Um, I was doing some podcasts whilst I was there. So if you want to check them out, uh, do find them wherever you get your podcasts. Good plug. plug. Good plug. Uh, but you were actually also contracted as emergency cover. Is that right? Yes. Whilst you were there at the beginning, that was the idea. Yes, I was. I was contracted and paid to be an emergency cover. Um, and whilst the other American understudies got ready. Yeah. Whilst I, because I was flown out early to start with, because that was my job on Broadway as well mm. to cover the understudies. Um, absolute. They're all amazing. God, we were so lucky. And there's actually, there is a specific episode where we interview uh, at least, I think it's three of the understudies and it was so nice. They're just so, they were just an absolute dream to work with. Um, And I was uh, officially an emergency cover because in previous, like in the last UK tour, I was not officially a a cover, but I went on. Right. Because um, people went down. Yeah. So uh, I went on in the Alexandra Palace. Well, I went on for two and a half weeks as Max in the last UK tour. Mm-hmm. And because I know f- five of the parts, um, they obviously just utilised that, which mm-hmm. was a smart move. Because probably what you're referencing is the uh, is the, Infamous. Is the turn as, as, as Max on Broadway. Well, your Broadway debut. My Broadway debut, yes. Yeah, so if anyone doesn't know this, we'll, we'll start from the beginning. We had um, You had actually left... America, we married. were done. You were getting married, yeah. um, and uh, we'll talk about that. That's exciting. But you were not in the United States, and uh, there was a time on the run on Broadway, the Ethel Barrymore, where one by one cast members went down with COVID, mm. um, and it so happened that it seemed to be the people, and then their direct understudy, and then their <laughs> and then their direct understudy would just go down with COVID. To the point where I thought we were going to have to cancel some shows for the first time ever. We were just hanging on. Um, and, and, and then I think it was Nancy that went down, which meant that a, somewhat, a girl had to move from Trevor. It, the whole thing moved and we were, we were a part short. And I thought, well, obviously we're going to have to cancel the show. Mm. And then we were told, no, 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 we're not canceling the show because Fred Gray is currently on a plane. Mm. He doesn't know this yet. <laughs> He knows he's on a plane, mm-hmm. uh, to be fair, but he's aware <laughs> yeah, of that. Of we haven't um, sort of sure. managed to con him that way. But he, he's on a plane coming to see us. And that was meant to be a surprise that you were coming to see us. Uh, it, was, it was partly and... a surprise. Well, I was I was updated with the, 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 the situation um, with actors going down. Um, we also had Ellie Kemper in for that. That's, so, well, she was about to be coming yeah, she, in. She, yeah. was, she had a rehearsal for the Thursday. And this is this is maybe on the the Monday that I had this conversation. Mm. So they said, because of what's happening with the actors, can we get you out to, to direct Ellie Kemper, but also be there in the building in case this continues? And oh, I was so you like, did know that was a possibility. So That's I didn't know good. that was a possibility. It was a, I wasn't completely blindsided, um, but it was, uh, so I was like, great. So I'll, I'll go back out. I'm, I've, I've been home for maybe two and a half weeks. I was out there for with, for 10 weeks with you guys and mm. I came back and got married and and um, was sort of settling back into into, <laughs> into life uh, away from Broadway, and um, yeah, I was delighted to come back because I lo- like oh, I love yeah, New York, awesome. and I lo- I loved working with you guys, and I was like, and obviously meeting Ellie Kemper, massive fan of the Office, mm. and she's the just sidebar, she's the loveliest person I've ever she's met, so like nice. I've ever met. I just think she's like out anyway. So I um, <laughs> got yeah, got on a plane uh, with it with like twelve hours notice. So it was like I was on a Zoom call and they booked the flights, and I was on the, the next morning, and um, and then when I landed, I landed about two o'clock. And I got about 100 WhatsApps just open at the, at the airport. And I was like, you're on. You're on tonight's max. Um, and just panic. I just panic. Yeah. Just just panic. Because because I've, because I've sort of moved slowly but surely into, into directing. I still, I still do act, but it's, mm. it's, not, um, it's, it's actually something I feel a bit weird about doing now. Because my, my mind, my eye is just, well, my brain mm. is just tuned mm. differently mm. now. Um, it's more about like, Pe- like lots of people mm. and plate spinning. It's not mm. just I, you know, thinking about myself and what I'm doing. Mm. And all of a sudden, I was I was in a taxi learning these. Well, say learning, looking over. Like I know mm. that I do know the show, but it's very different to like yeah <laughs> to watch someone else or different people play that part than than do it yourself. It's got to be in your body, especially things like the dance. Yeah. Again, mentioned before, heavily dyspraxic. So that was a thing of like, yeah. well, what well, a make believe is going to happen, <laughs> and plate hits are going to, and all the things are going to, ha- and um, got the thing at two. Obviously, it takes ages at the airport. 
long story short, got to the theatre at what, five? You got to the theatre at five. five I know yeah. this. Yeah, of course, because then you took me through the world of make-believe. <laughs> yeah, because obviously Nancy would have done that, being the choreographer sure. and dance captain, but she, she was, was, off. She was off. And we had been doing emergency rehearsal um, to to keep... I don't know, because someone else was moving across, so we were trying to get in as much emergency rehearsal as possible. Um, but we had to, like, legally take a break. Yeah. Um, and, no, the crew had to take a break. The crew had to take a break for yeah. half an hour, so they couldn't start till half five. But I spoke to the, the stage manager, and I was like, am I breaking any rules if I am on the stage going through something? And they said no. And I said, and if I, and they were just like, don't touch anything. I was like, brilliant. Like, so if, for example, I started at 5.15, just me and Fred, and they were like, yeah, yeah, please do that. And I was like, brilliant. So I, I remember meeting you at the cabin. I was like, you have 15 minutes. Yeah. If it's okay, yeah. can, if that's all right, can then we get on stage and we're going to just walk through it in my world of make-believe so that when everyone comes back off break, we are 15 minutes ahead of schedule. Yeah. Because at that point, 15 minutes felt very big like, <laughs> I was like we can do so much in that time yeah. it was such a precious and we did we did we did it was very focused I was obviously very confused mm-hmm. and jet lagged um, uh, and, and excited I mean, yeah. so it's important to say I wasn't like um, oh god like I was like oh my god this is so cool and I because of because of back in the day you know with, with understudying nine ten years ago I genuinely feel that that job set me up f- for the rest of my life insofar as I can do anything like mm-hmm. I can if I can do because I went on rehearsals um we we couldn't rehearse at all on that first tour because it was its first UK tour mm. and we me and Laura only took understudies on that we just had no time to rehearse so when we went on often it would be our first time doing mm. anything mm. Uh, which is very weird and but because of that I just feel like I, I can I can do anything and here here I am with this show that I've done so and I was just kind of like yes bring it on and that evening, seven thirty, just stepped out in a pink baby baby grow. I was just like, Broadway and also the, the sort of max energy mm. of just like, hey, uh, how you do doing? Do you think of all the parts you would have to do last minute? One hundred percent. It's the better one. One hundred percent. Yeah. It's also the one that I did two and a half. Well, it was it was four and a half years before at the or three and a half years at UK tour at the Alexandra Palace. Um, I did. It's the last one I've done. So yeah. it was like, okay, let's let's do that. And it's probably, I, I, I would say, probably one of the more like suited parts for you as well with your casting. So like, this is the this is the thing. Actually, I think I remember I got some inside information when uh, when I went for the casting. With, you know, Harry um, recommended me, and, and I, I was just checking in with him. And I remember hearing through him, not through my agent, through him, saying, "Yeah, they like you, they really like you, but they don't know where to place you." Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of been my thing as a as a as an actor it happened at drama school as well i got yeah. sort of eclectic i got like so like character actors you know fred do this because you can do it and mm. it was never it was never you are this yeah we you know, know you this exactly. is you through and through and yeah. since doing you know uh associate on on pan and, and running auditions and things and kind of in my life it's kind of taken over my life that like i, I look at people as clowns and like i look at people where would you fit where would you yeah, fit? yeah yeah you were dennis are you a max are you a robert are you a chris and and it's so funny i know that i'm about to go to latvia to do it um ah, and so i know cool. that i don't even need to see a cast list that i would just walk in and be like right well obviously you're robert well, yeah obviously you're sandra yeah, well obviously yeah. you're, you know it's just so it's so obvious to me and so i um I don't know where I fit in terms of the the, the clowns in the in that show. In that show, yeah. I think in in play that goes wrong, I'm fairly sure that uh, I, I'm not a Jonathan. But it, it definitely isn't my isn't my. I can do it, and I did it, and it, but it wasn't. It was dear. It was slightly different. It's just that's the thing. You're right though about you is that it's like well, Fred can definitely do it. Do it, yeah. But you probably have that thing. I've heard that. I've I've had that before where someone's like, oh, we know you can do it, but then the next person that walked in was the exactly character. exactly it's like you are ta- maybe uh, skilled enough to 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 make it work sure. but actually then someone walked in who doesn't even have to make it work exactly I, and so for max i think i do have a i do have that side of me i think i'm a bit of a, a, a child sure. um and i've got a new, sort of new soul thing yeah. going on and like things interest me and i'm i'm generally quite positive um so i do have a sort of max energy about me, but I, I'm definitely too old for Max. Well, you know? we're all too old I, now. No, but <laughs> but I I look old. Like I look old. I, I've always looked old. I've always looked old, and that's just one of my things. I look at school. I looked this age. 
Yeah. So yeah. I'm doing better than I was when I was 16. So like, why is this 40 year old man in That's in our cool. school year? Um, but I'm so, you know, it did. You did get this amazing laugh. Matt, one of Max's first lines is, um, "I'm four years old," yeah. and it. it 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 did get a bigger laugh because you've Absolutely. kept your full beard. Big You're time. much taller than me, sure. and uh, I think Jonathan was on that day, or maybe it was actually <laughs> Bartley that day. Yeah, and I think Jonathan and I had managed to hold on. Yeah, you up. were, you were on. You um, were on. and yeah. so it was really funny because obviously it just so happened that this year, you know, Max, uh, Matt Cavendish, who plays Max, is is on the shorter side. I'm short. Jonathan's short, and then Jonathan's um, alternate when he was. Uh, not there because he was doing my manglet was Bartley who was short so they had we had this thing where the darling children actually yeah. were kind of well cast <laughs> sure. and then you came on and it, you were such a giant just an old tall man yeah. <laughs> like an old tall man playing yeah. a four-year-old and I think that really added to it I think it was really well cool. in the uh, in the first UK tour we it was it was all kind of different it was uh, Max who actually it was Robert who played one of the oh yeah it all switched around and it was Corny uh, Cornelius Booth who grew his beard and he looked so much older than he was. I mean, he looked like 60. Mm. Um, and we had a whole thing where he was in the dance and there was a line which was, we love, we, we're young boys, Wendy, we love singing and dancing. It was after the dance. And yeah. Just out of breath at the table. <laughs> yeah. And it was one of the, in just in a pink baby grow. Um, there are some jokes you can get for free. Absolutely. So you sort of lean on that and that's yeah. fine. Similarly to like, um, you do not know what a real kiss is uh, when Max and Sandra have to kiss in the show. A little, you know, little look to the audience. Obviously, I do. I can't Obviously. have got to this age. Without, I know what it know, is, exactly. even if you haven't had one. I suppose. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you exactly. would know what exactly. One Whereas is. Matt Cavendish has this wonderful, useful, and I think you know he'll be sixty and look. And he look will. Tw- He's looked the same. Exactly. Um, so absolute dream, and you know, I'm also. I just think like stories like that. The story itself. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I went on for four shows, uh, and that was it. Um, and loved every single second of it because I knew it was going to end. Yeah. It's like, yeah, just that that thing, that thing, that understudy in me, it's just like it, it kind of has taken, since doing that job, doing other acting jobs, I know that, that things end. And I think when you do a long run with something, you kind of take it for granted that going yeah, out on stage, yeah. it just made me appreciate roles. It also made me um, value how hard everyone works apart from actors <laughs> I know, like, right? like i just it just makes how how hard the crew work and how early they come in and what they're mm-hmm. doing and then actors come in and like oh god we've got like a call today at like two and it's like yes you do <laughs> what does that mean you have to get out of bed at 12 is that a problem do you know yes it is it's, it is know, a big just, problem for me actually um. <laughs> it just puts everything in perspective so like um yeah it just made me sort of understand uh, theatre, uh, specifically the show, uh, but just um, yeah, actors have it very easy, and and that uh, when you're in a job, to just like don't complain. That is a good one. You know, just, it's just, just like, really work out that, whether you need to complain about. It's this. that old is adage of something? like, how do you make an actor complain? Give them the job. Oh, it's I like know. The old, it's it's just and it's it's amazing. And so so the idea of going knowing that I was going to go on for four shows and four shows only is that every single moment. That happened. I was like, "That's it. especially on the last show. That's the last time, and it probably will be the last time I ever play Max. Mm. Like I really do think, and that well, that's how I think anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope for the show's sake that that is the case. Right. I see. But like, I was just like, "Ah, oh, this is this is so incredible." Mm. And on bro- and I know it's, it's sort of grass is always greener. And I imagine uh, American actors coming over to the to England will be like, "Oh, the West End is the dream." But for me to go on in Broadway is like, it's like pinch yourself stuff and then like I was out there with you guys for, for 10 weeks and Adam left after I think four and I was there with you guys and then Neil Patrick Harris came in and they were like well Fred you're going to have to direct Neil Patrick Harris I was like what and then Ellie <laughs> Kemper I was like what is going on I know it's, it's been it's been an unbelievable uh, year like an unbelievable year like really really weird always imposter syndrome always oh, just like why am I here what's this what is this? but then always having to try and hide that right yeah because you want you everyone to feel exactly. safe with you Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, 
Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. So you were talking about it earlier, actually, like how now that you've done so much directing and associate directing, how it changes your approach to acting. And someone said to me, oh, I wonder what it's like for him to take notes now. Do you think you take notes from directors as an actor differently? And do you approach your acting differently? Do you give, like, has it affected how you give notes being an actor? Knowing that you're an actor, does that influence how you give a note? Like... How has this affected doing both and having both hats? How does it affect each one? It's a big question. Really good question. Um, I think that in terms of um, in terms of directing, I feel that, and again, specific to this show, I feel that um, I can. I think you have to adapt your notes to different people, Mm -hmm. and um, you know the shit. The shit. Can you swear on this? We can. We can have a little swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a little swear. Shit sandwich. The shit sandwich. You know, sometimes you have to. Oh, but if, I know it's happening when it's happening, and yet it is still. Sure, it but, does work. but it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that it's for the sake of it. It's uh, you know. It's it's never just like you make up some good things to to mask the the thing you're trying to know. Mm. Um, it's just that you need to make that person feel more secure than you would with another actor. You just go, just do this. Yeah. Because you feel that they're more secure in taking that note, and they just you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I like I think you have to ad- adapt, and I think that. Uh, I've learned that different actors need different mm-hmm. approaches mm-hmm. to to notes, um, and then uh, in terms of in terms of acting itself, it's similar to to just how I how I view the crew and and other than just the the, the actors is that I. I I know what it's like to give a note to to or see someone an actor receive a note and and for them to be resistant to it. I've I don't feel like I've ever been that because I like to I like to try out new things and mm. it's also about trust and that if I trust the the director and if I trust their that why why would I until I've tried something and, then, mm-hmm. and if they're open to the conversation about it if I if I really don't having I just think it's um it's about just always saying yes it's yeah. always just like like yeah great. Amazing, yeah. and then if 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 like somehow there's a bit of a a block later on, having tried it loads and tried it loads, mm-hmm. hopefully you'll be on the same page about that. Yeah, um, or maybe you've just your interpretation of the note was actually just like I've noticed this before. I've gone, I thought I knew what the note was, and then it turns out I'd actually slightly misinterpreted the exactly. note, and that's why we're not on well, the that's, same page. Well, that's exactly, and that's also the thing about what I've learned about directing as well is that when I you know, I've I've I'm with I've been with the UK tour every week and things. And I, I said to them in the last note session, when when something's not working in inverted commas, if something's not being, I, I I very rarely blame the person doing it. Yeah, it's more like I haven't quite communicated properly what that moment needs, and it has something hasn't landed with you mm-hmm. um, with that particular note. So it's just about always checking in with what's how they they've interpreted the, right, the direction. We all come to the room with our own. Uh, lenses on the world so the word um, energy to one actor right. means different things to another actor exactly. or the word um, you know like that's it yeah and so you you realize oh sh- shoot I said energy to that actor and that created that response and that was not what I meant yeah yeah exactly so obviously I need to find the word that gets me what I'm yes what I'm trying to get yes it, it's right. also it's also I learned a lot from Adam in terms of uh, giving space mm-hmm I want to when I see something that's again wrong inverted commas. Um, I want to fix it. Mm-hmm. I want to fix it immediately because I don't want it to be in the bodies of the actors or the, that it's learning something wrong because then it's, you have to undo that. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. harder to do that sometimes. And um, I sometimes be sitting there with Adam and be like, can, "That bit there, can we just have a little?" And he's like, "No, no, it's fine." And I'll be like, well, "What do you mean? It's fine. It's not fine." So mm-hmm. we have this chat, and then lo and behold, just through doing it and doing it and doing it. The, the it just irons itself out and it's fine mm-hmm. and it's fine by itself because the actors have found their way oh yeah and like so I trusting just, the actors to trusting the actors to, to and and making sure that actors don't feel claustrophobic about um about 
technical elements or comedic beats or, mm. and to let the show breathe and let the the, the clowns breathe and the, mm. and the yeah the sort of elements of the show to come to come forward and not and not just sort of like barrage of notes and especially yeah. if there's a note that's not quite landing with an actor sometimes i've i've given the same note about the same moment about this and and you can see when you approach that and you go and on that bit there and you can see their head in the hands being like i don't know i i thought i was and, doing it and i'm trying exactly and it's like okay i'm i'm not going to mention that yeah for a while because it's not it's not helping you and it's making you feel weird about not maybe not just even that moment anymore it's making you feel weird about your character and about your you as an actor and as a person and it's like, such a fragile little thing isn't it, it? Is, yeah. how, how powerful confidence is absolutely and how when someone's feeling confident as well i know that when i'm feeling confident i'm actually also able to take the notes more right but when i'm feeling insecure that's when i notice myself being the most resistant which is stupid because i should be like Oh my gosh, I'm feeling insecure. Help me with your notes. Yes. But instead, you because you, you, your ego's basically getting in the way, right? right. That's the, that's the problem. Yeah. Um. And I and then I notice that's happening, and then I'm really embarrassed that that's happening, <laughs> and so I really have to just go away for a while and calm the fuck down <laughs> and just be like, stop <laughs> making this more difficult than it needs to be. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at your face and thinking, oh no, <laughs> I'm giving you my code. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm. It's fascinating hearing you talk about it, and I think, I think there's such a benefit from the fact that you've that you've done both, and you know the show inside out. I mean, someone asked me, does he just know the show off by heart? Do you think you could recite the show? Peter Pan goes wrong. No, 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 no. I couldn't. I yeah. I've I've, but we've had a few understudy rehearsals where there's been a, a character missing, and and I've like. I know that I know that I know the lines of the parts that I've covered. Yeah. Um I know I know them, but I couldn't play Sandra. Oh, but you could. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. I mean <laughs> I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. Now tell me if there was a part that you were playing okay, you seeing two parts to this question. Hmm. Any part in the show, including the ones you've covered, uh what's your favourite? To what's your favourite part, actually? I, uh, it's, it's genuinely an impossible question. I think one of the one of the strengths of the goes wrong brand and the goes wrong show shows back to back the character you know the the characters that, that go from one to the other. There's also Francis and Lucy in in Peter Pan are so well written and constructed, and they have their own journeys, particularly in Pan. Mm. Um, there's there's an arc there's an arc to to every single. Um, part and it's such an ensemble piece that i just think every part is a is a is a dream i just mm. think like it's um you know i i i find i find peter pan so genuinely moving i mm. like I, it's got such a heartbeat running through it and so for example you take a part like lucy yeah i'm not saying i'd play lucy but it oh, seems like it seems that like um it's a very hard part to play because you, you got this this journey through the piece we just sort of get battered uh, <laughs> yeah, through the hard, show yeah. and then at the end she picks up a book and reads from it yeah and she overcomes her stage fright and um, loads of spoilers here um but she it's it's just someone with a book mm. reading a story and it just strips away all the sort of artifice of theater and it just comes to to to, to the story that we all know yeah. and love and the simplicity of that and i and the the, the like corny have finished they've done it yeah um you know unlike play that goes wrong where things go wrong from start to finish and then it it's actually finished kind of and they achieve it they do yeah. it they get to the end yeah and um and there's just a, a a broken girl who's joyant and triumphant mm. um having having overcome her her stage fright and uh i just and the snow's falling and it like especially after the process of, of going through the casting the rehearsals mm. and everything and then you're finally there in front of an audience that have enjoyed themselves, and it's all it's all worked for you. You mm -hmm. have your your journey with it matches the journey of Cornley because there have been so many problems along the way, right? And, yeah. And, you know, and then it's finally up, and it's and and the words have been read again. It never fails, to, and that's why I never get bored of doing it. It's never like, oh, wow. here we go again. Yeah. Oh, well, wow. that's it. Well, yeah, because you're, why are you like, not bored. Well, because you've done it <laughs> even more than me. You know. Yeah, sure. I know it in an eye search. Of course, I'm like helped to make it, and I know it very well in one way hmm. but actually ours definitely definitely nowhere near you and I actually you know I don't know what it's like to direct the show I don't know all the parts I've only played one part that kind of thing and I'm like impressed that you're not bored I mean how do you feel 
Can you describe the feeling of, you know, we, I know what it's like to do a show and I think people can imagine what it's like to be about to perform. But what's it like for a director to sit there, the audience coming in and you know the show it's about to begin? Like, how do you feel watching the show? Well, I think that uh, based on the strength of the show itself, um, that once all the, because obviously it's Adam's show, the parts are all there. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of rehearsing it, it's about making sure those structures are in place. Um, and once that's kind of there and you've cast it well, it's I'm I've never I'm never really nervous. Mm -hmm. I'm 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 nervous um, sometimes um, if something doesn't happen uh, that impacts safety or, oh, or yeah. you know things like that. That that makes me really nervous. Um, but as the show's gone on, that that's less and less and less of a problem. Um, also, the goes wrong thing has a go uh, the goes wrong shield, which is when something goes wrong, the audience don't have a clue. Mm -hmm. um, and so it always has that people are like, oh, was that supposed to? Uh, uh, no, no clue. No clue mm. whatsoever. <laughs> and so you, it never, from an audience perspective, it never impacts their, I think rhythmically, things like we have a show stop and, you know, like yeah. we had a show stop um, a few weeks ago with the, with the nursery. Um, and it does, it does impact because you have to stop for 10 minutes and, and, and the nursery particularly has it and the show at large has a, has a rhythm to it that's mm -hmm. there for a reason so if yeah. you break that up the audience kind of then have to get on board you have to get them back on board it's like it, it makes everyone's job harder and they don't necessarily know that it, it's like not as good as it could have been yeah, we, but even, we all know oh there's this there's this version exactly, where it's really great exactly right? because if something goes goes wrong for us it's actually going right for the show yeah. so it's like you know if the pyro doesn't go off well it wasn't supposed to go off yeah, in the goes right version. So, so just tell the. That's why it's always about coming back to truth and about like playing the story straight, so that you're not expecting the things to go wrong. Because what if it? What, what is it if it's going right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, from the from the audience perspective, it's um, it, it doesn't make a difference. And then and then, it's just for me watching it for the first night or six weeks in or six months in, it's it's never finished. Like it's mm -hmm. never. And that's and that's why I love comedy. That's why I love. Uh, mischief and I love Peter Pan um, because it's never uh, it's never finished it's, it's, there's always things to like mm, not quite from night to night and that's why it's always alive because it's never it's never sort of stayed and stuck and it's like mm. you can just always sort of mix it up and try new things and think about this and what's this yeah, and what, yeah. who do you look to when things go wrong like checking with things that when you're doing a long run actors forget about this mm. or go on auto mode and, mm. and then you just that's why it's important to have someone checking in on it oh, with yeah. an associate director etc etc to remind the actors of those sort of key principle things. Yeah. Um, Do you have a favourite moment? I mean, you talked about the the Lucy moment at the end. Is there a moment that you just love every time it happens when you're watching it? I love the second revolve. I love the second revolve. The final, re like the yeah. the chaos. The chaos. Yeah. As it, as it, as it was. Um, chaos revolve. Said in, in uh, they called that on Broadway, didn't they? Called it the chaos. That's yeah. <laughs> amazing. Um, yeah, chaos. and rightly so. It's 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 something that takes ages to uh, choreograph and get in um, but people are seeing it for the first time and it's that reaction it's the first timers it's the people obviously we get you get fans coming to see it which and, is lovely thank which you is so lovely <laughs> of course but people seeing it for the first time there's nothing quite like it it's yeah. like you have a theater that's packed out around the country or in in america and broadway and people are seeing these things like i was with the bed drop moments yeah i saw it at the pleasance it's like you can't recreate that you can't like you're giving them that for the first time and if you have all that joy and heart running through it as well, it's it's a genuinely wonderful experience. It's like, and you're give, you're giving that yeah. every time. And I think with the second revolve, it's a spectacle. It's like mm -hmm. it is really really impressive. I mean, I'm looking at the things and going, okay, so it's quite off. It's a little bit off there. And that is the nap in time. Like, I'm mm -hmm. thinking like that. But people seeing it's just as you say, chaos, choreographed chaos. It's just very very hard to do. And I remember when we first did that with Adam Aguido in the room. It took like three days. Oh, it takes such three a days, time. and and then you know going to Broadway, everything's bigger, better. So we had to like do some, like, make Chris Bean's journey sort of Buster Keaton running around the yeah, set make thing. it harder, make it harder. Um, Which I think Henry Shields is really grateful for. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wanted it. He did. He yeah, we it, always yeah. do. Yeah, exactly. We always. That's our problem, I think. Yeah. A bit is that we 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 do sometimes make the rods for our own backs. And we're like, actually, can I add this and can exactly. I add this? And then yeah, we but have that's to what it's all about, and that's why it's never because this this UK tour version. I've you know it's it's because we're doing we're, you're joining you're, you're uh, yeah we're you're joining are, well, them coming back and it's a sort of cross contamination of UK tour and Broadway OGs coming together next week rehearsals. Can't it's very wait! Exciting. I can't wait. I'm me too. Me so too. The, so the directing of that is like you know I've tried to keep it 
um, well, hopefully it is, uh, to the sort of Broadway blocking for the UK tour so that it could be kind of seamless uh, changeover with some people coming in and going out and stuff. Um, but I'm just I'm just so excited to see what those combinations bring. Yeah. Like, I'm, like that's why it's never boring because it's always, I talk about me playing Jonathan and me playing Max, is that like me playing Max brought a different thing to your Sandra and it's like you you take one person out and put a new person in and their interpretation of the clown, as long as the blocking and the staging is in, mm-hmm. is in place, it's all so malleable. And it's like, what's going to happen tonight? Yeah. You know, and um, so always exciting. I'm very excited to work uh, with the tour team. They are incredible. Um, and if anyone can catch them, like please do. Um, and the saddest thing is that Kira Morris is playing uh, Sandra on tour and I love her so much. And I was like, oh, Oh no! Oh no! By me coming in, I don't get to. She doesn't. I got. I don't get no. to do it with her, and we don't I get know. to do it together. Yeah. But maybe, maybe we could. Can we just have like a a double like twin Sandras who just speak at exactly the same time? Is that, is that an official request? request. That's, I think that's I'm in. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. She's so brilliant. I'll ask after this. All right. All right. I'm going to ask you a couple of uh, like quicker questions. Although, don't feel like you have to be sure. quick in your answer. Sure. One of them is: Are you in an advert for Snug? Snug advert. Someone asked me, "Is that great in the snug?" I am advert? in an advert in a, for Snug. It's a very good advert, actually. Yeah. Um, and I say Sandra in it, uh, which is weird. Ooh, um, meta. But that was. Um, this isn't a quick answer. I'm sorry. That's okay. When I got the audition through, um, it was shortly after my son was born, <gasps> and I was and I was in Great Ormond Street, and because my son wasn't wasn't well, mm-hmm. and I got this uh, audition through saying, um, "All you have to do for the self tape is sit on a chair, as if you're having an orgasm." My, my and I was like, I couldn't be further away in my mind yeah. from that. So I was like, I'm not doing I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I was like, sorry, agent, not going to happen. Um, and Jamie was like, just send it, just send it. And I was like, fine. Um, but <laughs> sent, it, sent it over and uh, got a recall. Um, and then I got the, and then I got it. Brilliant. Which just goes to show, don't, don't overthink. Yeah. Don't just overthink, do just it. do it. Just, especially for, ad, you know, for adverts, it's like you're either right or you're not. Um, and then I got it. And then my son was still in the hospital. So I had to spend a day uh, in a house in London doing this shoot for Snug, doing basically that scene over and over again, where I sit on this. It's so comfortable that you sort of are in a state of paral- like you're paralyzed, euphoria. paralyzed with euphoria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a really weird day because then I finished that and just went straight back to the hospital. hospital. So that's, it reminds me, because I also look, ter- I look, I look terrible in the, in the advert, which is... Um, just where I was, fine. where I was, fine, absolutely fine, and then, but at the moment, I'm also in a, also in a sky advert. Oh, amazing! Where I play a giant. A giant, of course you do. I play a giant. Um, I've got the ears. They let me take the ears, um, with me, and yeah, that was in Turkey. That was years. You later. still got the ears. Still got the ears. Yeah. Can they're I prosthetic. say his name? Son. Yeah, Dylan. Can, does Dylan like the ears? Dylan loves the ears. Yeah, and he, when he sees it on, because it's it's often on like. Um, it's on Sky, so the, the, when we're watching football and stuff, yeah, and right. In the adverts, and he's like, "Daddy," um, oh. so he sees me as a giant. Actually, right, sc- screw the quick questions. This mm. is more interesting. How, like, you are a dad, you're mm. a working dad in this industry, and I do think sometimes we ask women what that's like a lot to be working mums in the industry, um, but we don't actually ask guys for various different reasons. So I have no experience of it. So my question is probably going to be a little vague. How are you finding it? Amazing. I mean, you love being a dad, obviously. And Dylan is a, a treasure. Yeah, love love being a dad. He's the he's it's the best uh, it's the best thing I've ever done. And in terms of yeah, you know, uh, Jamie, my wife is uh, is an actor as well, and she's and she's in the UK tour. She's in the UK Peter tour. Pan, yeah, exactly. And she will be on the West End. She plays Annie. She's excellent. That's right. Yeah. So she's sharing the part with Nancy. Yeah. Um, and uh, and basically, since Dylan's been born, she's been she's been nonstop. Not stop working. Yeah. Um, and so well, she was in grown ups. When she was in grown ups. So, <laughs> so when, when he when he came out of hospital, um, we went on tour with grown ups. Yeah. So we were sort of carting Dylan around with us, and um, and it's 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 just about co- compromise in terms right. of the t- in terms of the two of us in terms mm-hmm. of any you know any working actor director any creative person. Um, I I just think that with with their with their partner, if, especially if both of you are, there's just like. You know, Jamie gets to work. Mm-hmm. Jamie gets to go on stage and and do her thing, and that's wonderful. And that's something I miss out on 
because we can't both do that at the same time. We'd like right. tours, and you know, I could, I've I've been very lucky because I've had little snippets that like I've had like a month here, or, and Jamie's mum's mm. been amazing at childcare and stuff, which is something you need to think about. But um, she misses out on the on the on the sometimes you know the first Phew. the first, just being there the, the yeah. first time for the especially he does the things for the first time and the first, and and that's I think that's a that's a sacrifice that she has to make on the other mm. side is that I I sort of miss out on the, the the work stuff and the joy of rehearsals and going on stage and you know all that stuff and the, especially doing a comedy you get that that daily affirmation and, yeah and stuff and and I miss I, you know I did miss that but you know she makes sacrifices on on the other on the side and 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 there's just just you just don't I I didn't think we could do it I think it would be mm. I thought it would be a question of one of us having to give up and obviously he's you know he's turning three in January and and, and that might happen at some point in yeah. terms of compromise, but that's a, it. Would it never feels like a loss? It never feels like I'm. Yes, you're you're missing out on something, but what you're gaining is surely more important. And I've just like absolutely loved. I've absolutely absolutely loved it. I just like yeah. you know. I just I I res- and and also I think that um, mischief have been very good. Um, Kelly Wax has been very good at supporting that's that sort of thing good. in terms of like supporting childcare and 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 all that sort of stuff. And also, yeah, just like. He gets to. He's such a social little man. Yeah, like he is adorable. Touring, touring the country, he came to Broadway as well, he and he just like he's sort of immersed in the world without, without knowing. In fact, in fact, he saw it in he saw Peter Pan goes wrong in um, in Aylesbury, and he he sort of watched it, and I was like, is he? And he was smiling, he's like, oh, there's mummy and stuff. And then um, like two or three days later, he just started clapping and saying, I believe in fairies. I was like, what's happening? Oh. And then I didn't, uh, and then we, we, he also got these little llama toys. And I said, oh, what, what, name, what are they called? And he said, that's Robert. That's Chris. That's Dennis. And I was like, <gasps> are you a genius? Because what? He's a genius. He's a genius. This is like weeks after. And they they can't have been random names because I don't yeah. know when he would have heard the name Dennis before. Chris and Robert, you could kind of hear that walking on the street. Dennis is quite a unique name. Yeah. But he was naming these llamas after part, parts in the play. And but not he, just yeah. Peter and Wendy and Tinkerbell. No, no, no. But then he knows he knows Captain Hook. He knows like, um, uh, and he, and he always says, "Mummy's going because when Mummy goes away to for the next venue, he says, bye, Mummy. Mummy's going to the stage to be to be Tinkerbell." And so he really understands. He, that. he understands it and and. And then he says, I believe in fairies. And he said, and then mummy wakes up. Oh, And that's, of course, what happens. I suppose it's so, it's amazing that you don't realise how much they do take in and take on. Absolutely. How sort of spongy their, their brains are and yeah. how you, sorry, we've got to be careful with them as well um, and mindful. Take care of them, but also, yeah, give them joy and magic. Absolutely, which is exactly, which is, again, coming back to why I never get bored, which is what always, which is always at the forefront of it. There's heart... And there's magic, and there's child like obviously Peter Pan is all about sort of, you know, never growing up and like discovering the world and learning about the world and that. Mm. And the fact that he took in so much, not I mean obviously there's like I think it's what five and above is the sort of yeah suggested. We, eight suggested. Or I mean it's up to you. It was quite Babies. a quiet audience for Aylesbury that time. Really, so I'll try it, and if he's too, I'll just get out. I'll just well, that's out. it. He was he was he just watched captivated the whole time, um, and there's just so much there. There's just so much there. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. And thanks for sharing that experience because I think it's something that a lot of people are going through and we don't always discuss it because we're so excited to talk about the work, which is great, but how it's all part of the great experience, you know, and, and we can't do, we can't, it's a funny phrase, but we can't actually have it all because like, literally the physics won't allow us to do five things at once. No. But it's okay to sometimes do this and then sometimes choose that. But generally, you know, you and Jamie have such a great dynamic and you're generous with each other and then, you know, obviously very committed to your child. So Yeah, there hasn't been a situation where someone has had to we've always been able to do everything that we wanted. Yeah. There's never been a thing of like, okay, there's two offers on the table, one for you, one for me, who's gonna go for it? It's has always been a way again, especially because of Jamie's mum, how amazing she's been. Um, it's like, you know, I had to go out to New York for ten weeks. Yeah. Jamie was working at the time, was that in a show. And Jamie's mum was like, "You need to go, so I'll be there." Yeah, and did a ten-week stint, uh, like looking after Dylan, and I, like we couldn't do it without her. I mean, obviously, it, you know, people. I imagine different couples have different problems with with childcare and stuff. It is a, it is a thing? Otherwise, your child is just by themselves. Yeah, shouldn't shouldn't the do that. Street. No, I've heard. yes, yes. It's, yeah, as a podcast, it's very important to to say that. Don't leave your children in just, just leave, by themselves. Just, just don't leave them. Just don't leave them by yeah, themselves. Full, sure. Full, full stop. 
Yeah. Um, oh. Please. Because <laughs> um, we, we, like when I'm there, sometimes someone's like, someone will go, "Where's Dylan?" It's like, come on. Like, you know, oh, oh my God, you know. I forgot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Dylan, yeah, you know exactly. what? I just left him. I just left him in He's the kitchen fine. He is with very the resourceful. Knives. He's very re- resourceful. He would be, he would be fine. Um, but yeah. No. Oh, that's so fascinating. Um, thank you. I, I feel like I've got, I mean, we could just talk sure. for hours and hours and I would love to do that with you. Um, but I, at some point we'll just, we just have to stop. Of course I know. I understand. I like the show itself, but I've got a, a quick couple ones. Um, you know, give us your go. What's a classic Fred Gray note? Or do you find yourself like this is a, this is a phrase or a, a thing I go to a lot? Um, the the best note that I've ever been given as an actor is um, make make everyone else look good. Yeah, it's like it's just gold for mm-hmm. me because if everyone's doing that, everyone looks great. And it's only when you get and this wouldn't pass. You know, we wouldn't stand for it if it happened on a, on this show or any other show uh, of like someone stealing focus or doing oh, anything. No, no, no. You know, it's like that doesn't happen when when the audience sees it. But it certainly happens sometimes in rehearsals mm, yeah, where people are trying something out and it's like, well, actually, this moment's about this and and you're drawing. I'm looking at you when I should be looking here. And, and it's not that that wasn't funny or that you're just, not talented. It's, funny it's in the just wrong way. not. We've got to think of the whole show exactly, and yeah. don't think about yourself and don't don't be self-serving. And generally. Uh, with 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 casting the, the people that mischief employ, uh, that doesn't really happen. You, know, mm-hmm. you don't really get that. Um, but that's if if everyone's thinking about serving the other person in front of them and making them look good, it's a, it's a classic thing. If you if you make a joke and the person in front of you on stage wasn't to laugh, you wouldn't look funny. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. about how you f- mm-hmm. how you frame what the other person is doing. If someone's trying to scare you and there's not a, a thing on your face, they may, they look stupid. They don't right. you know. Whereas if you if you act shocked, then then they've You've made them look good, right? And exactly. successful in their action or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's such so, a team game. Exactly. So that that would be my best like note is that make everyone else look good. Yeah, that's quite an improv thing as well. Helps yeah. you get out of your head when you're on stage. If you're like worried about what you're doing, that like, don't get out of your head Absolutely. and just focus on the other person. Yeah, I did the improv because I, I I haven't done much improvisation like in its sort of uh, in a sort of cold hard sense. Mm. I've done mm-hmm. improvisation around a show or like, whatever, but um, I did the improvathon. With with you, mm-hmm. I did the full fifty uh, hours with with Anna Megiddo. You came for a few. You came. Yeah, for I did the, the first block 10. of episode, and then you came. But then you came back, didn't you? Did you I don't know if I did actually. I think I I was going to, but I mean, you know, you would have been very I think, tired. I think you came back. Maybe I, was I don't think I did. Pal. Oh God. <laughs> anyway, it you was so me. it was so new to me, um, and I remember the first like ten twelve hours, uh, I was in hell. Like mm. I was like. I was so consumed with wanting to be interesting and and funny and mm-hmm. uh, and I just sort of self combusted. I was just mm-hmm. like, and I came to Adam and I said, "Listen, I'm going to go because I can't." He was like, "Okay," the classic oh, yeah. Adam McGee. And I was like, "What do you mean, okay?" <laughs> he was like, "Well, you'll re- regret it. I know you. You're going to go home and you're going to regret leaving." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, uh, right. What well, I'm going to do?" I say, to, "No, it wasn't twelve hours. It was like six hours, which is a long time to be like." Mm. So um, I took a I took an episode off. Yeah, lovely. And I changed my costume and I changed my character. The first one uh, I played was called Owen Bucks, and he was he was returning to the town. It was a western. I remember. And he was like really like troubled, and he was trying to come back to re- recoup debts and say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, it was just such a heavy. Ah. So I was just like, and also because. Adam's directing it. It's like you're 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 coming back to plot lines that are interesting, and mine just <laughs> wasn't. So <laughs> I came back with a guy. I can't remember what his name was now, but um, he was a locksmith. He was a town locksmith. He was just really. He was kind of a talking about energies. Is a, a Max. Kind yeah. Of really open and just was interested in other people. Yeah. He was just learning about the town, so he'd go and fix their locks, but he'd be talking to them, and it wouldn't be about him. Oh. And as soon as I did that, as soon as I did that. I I I like had two wives, uh, like got got sorry engaged got I, I proposed to two women in the next till the end. I had like a bromance with a, with a, with a guy. Like I like we did a we did we shot a western film in that. Like it was just I was just I I found myself walking on set. Obviously, sleep deprivation is a thing, but like I found myself going up on stage and improvising songs because obviously it's got this live score mm. underneath it and stuff. And someone was singing and I just went. I'm doing it. Yeah. Got up and, but that's not, that's, I've never done anything like that. 
and it was so freeing and it was all about being present with the person in front of you right and, and just not worrying about yourself stop it Oh my goodness! If I could give a base of advice for life, I think we could all Absolutely. do that a bit more. Just like we, as you yeah. makes it about the other person. Yeah, uh, it's just so much more interesting. It's mm. so much more interesting. Okay, who in the cast, mm. uh, Broadway cast, it was um, the troublemaker? Whoa! I know, but quick, quick, off the top of your head, who's the troublemaker? The troublemaker, uh, Matt Cavendish. Matt Cavendish. Yeah, obviously, it's Matt Cavendish. Matt Cavendish. Um, you're all troublemakers, though. Yeah. All troublemakers. That's why it's a success. It's a success. Because you're all troublemakers. Who's yeah. the teacher's pet? Teacher's pet is uh, Charlie Russell. Is it me? I don't. You don't have it, to say it's me. But like, I when I wrote this down, I thought maybe I shouldn't ask this question. Who's teacher's pet? I don't pet? think your teacher's pet. <gasps> Great. I don't think your teacher's pet. No, because um, because you um, because you're. Because I don't know, teachers' pet. You have to do a lot of like kissing ass. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. why I so associate teachers' pet. And you don't do that. Okay. Does you anybody you're not, do that? You're nice. Thanks. Um, of course. Cheers. But <laughs> but but you don't do any of that sort of like oh yeah, um yeah you know like it's you're very um you're very th- when you when you receive a note you're very thoughtful. Ah. Uh. You like receive it and you're like okay right yes and then you and then you get you. Basically, I'm trying to work out if I've understood it. <laughs> exactly, but it's not. But it's not a default position of like, oh, fant- oh, you're a ama- brilliant. When you get, yeah, not you for get the that, sake of you it. get that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think anyone. Um, maybe Matt Cavendish again. Maybe he's the. Maybe he's the sort of. Well, because he's just he's this like lovable rogue, yeah, isn't he? Exactly. That's it, exactly. So he 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 breaks the rules. He's a he's a he causes so many problems. Um, which we don't have time to talk about. Oh my gosh, there could be a um, whole podcast. So many. He's very funny to make corpse. He's, uh, he tries to make me laugh exactly. all the time. Of course he does. Of course it's he does. Uh, so yeah. difficult. Yeah, but at the same time, he's a teacher's pet. He, he'll he'll never he'll never openly disagree or like he'll just be like. No, he'll never cause a problem. He'll never be late. He'll no, always he'll he's so always professional. Be up for trying something. You're so right. But that's why it's under the radar. It's he's he's causing problems without being seen, and that's why he needs to be out. Yeah. Get, get rid. Get him out. Because, I mean, it's not too late. We open, we start rehearsals on, on Wednesday. But there are other Maxes available. We don't need, That's to, very we don't true. need to have him. Oh, I've finally, said, we found our allies in, you know, sabotaging perfect. Matt Cavendish. And I just said, actually, I feel this is what, it's everything's written in the stars. We were talking about me playing Max and about yeah. when I'm going to do it again. La, la, la. Yeah. Now we're talking about Matt not being in, not needing to be in the show. Yeah. So easily, I can shave the beard. I can shave right. it off. I can Great. come in um, and do it. No worries. Awesome. I know the lines. You do. I know the lines. I'll put it to the office as well. Okay. Uh, when... Cool. We'll do that from right. now on. Sorry, sorry, if, Matt. Matt, if this is the first time you're listening, hearing about this, sorry. This is why you got fired. Yes. Just so you know, it's stop, down to us. Stop. Stop breaking the rules uh, and stop undermining the show. Stop trying to make me laugh, Matt. Presenting yourself as a professional. Yeah, please. It's disgusting. <laughs> well, this is definitely. Uh... Perfect. Yeah, excellent. Well Perfect done. Time. And seriously, though, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been brilliant talking to you and hearing all the different perspectives and uh, your experience of the show and, and your experience as a director and an actor and a working dad. Thank you so much. It's a- awesome. Well, I asked you before what you were interviewed for this. Yeah, I think I was interviewed a long time ago, maybe 2020 during the, the lockdown. Um, I, just feel, I just feel that I want to sort of revert. Obviously, not now. I'm not, you know, okay. we've got to finish, but I, I feel that. I feel that people might want to hear you Me. more. More. Yeah. So I think if that does exist, then great. But like... Maybe... Have someone interview you. I mean, I'm happy, to, I'm happy to do it. Thanks. Absolutely. I feel like, in a way, I sort of sneak myself in because because doing the interviews, I'm not in just asking questions. Sure. So I'm like, oh, it makes me think of this. So I feel like I'm just constantly... Um, under the radar, Matt Cavendish. Yeah. Under the radar, sneaking myself in sure. to other people's sure, sure, sure. conversations. <laughs> like just more explicit. You know, I just think get yourself an get yourself an interview. All right. Interview yourself. Interview myself. That's I don't think I can think of anything idea. I would love more. Um <laughs> why not? Why not? I think because that's bizarre. <laughs> it's really weird. But what a great setting. But how many people would tune into that? I don't think anyone. Oh. 
Just Paul, <laughs> who wants to hear me interview myself? All right, we've got to, we've got to shut up now. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to the Mischief Makers podcast. There will be more episodes, of course. There are more episodes you can listen to. Um, where you found this podcast is where you can find the other episodes. And you've got mischiefcomedy.com where you can find out all information about mischief, the mischiefy things, and the mischief people. Thanks again, Fred, and I'll see you on Wednesday. Big time. And Lyric Theatre. Uh, for a seven-week run at the, uh, in the West End. And then it's out again on, on the UK tour, which which will have some of the people in uh, who are in the West End, but please check out the UK tour as well. Oh my gosh, they are, they're amazing. They are unbelievable. And as I said, it's always it's always a different show to watch because people bring different things to, to, to the to the parts and uh, they're definitely, well. definitely worth a watch. Oh, they're so great. As well. They're incredible. I'm incredibly proud of every one of you if you're listening as well. Okay. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.